Hey there, I'm Carmen. And I'm Christine. Welcome to the conversation. You can always find us on your Hope Coach podcast with Carmen Horn or on YouTube at Christine Brown. Either way, we're glad you're here. So let's get started. Hey, Christine. Hey, Carmen. Good to see you again today. Good to see you too. Good to see you too, my friend. We, the last time we talked, it was a cool spring and now we've entered hot summer. Just that quick. Just it that was quick. just that quick. I was kind of hoping the cool would linger around a little bit, but I'm not going to complain. It's, it's been nice. It's been nice, but you're right. Yes. It has gotten warm very quickly. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, girl, let's, um, let's just kind of jump in to our topic. It's such a, uh, a great topic and so many facets to it, you know, let's get right on in there. So we, we don't, uh, hold our, our listeners too long. So uh, the topic, the title is why restoration is important to God. And so I thought, you know, let's just start off by, uh, let me ask you, do you pray for restoration for yourself personally? I do. I do. I love the topic of restoration. I'm glad we decided to talk about this. You're right. There's a lot of different things that we can pray for, for God to restore in our lives. There's a lot of things that are scriptural uh, for us to pray for, but I guess I hadn't really thought a lot about praying for restoration until I was going through a time with a battle with cancer. And of course I knew to pray for healing. And that was a big part of my journey, reading healing scriptures But then there was a sweet elderly lady at church and she was so faithful to pray for me and always call me and tell me she was praying for me. And in addition to praying for healing, she said something to me one day, and I don't remember her exact words, but it was along the lines that, uh, that I was continuing to be restored. And she was praying that God would fully restore me. And I think that's the first time I really started paying attention to that idea of praying for restoration for me. The difference there, you know, healing and restoration are very, very related, obviously. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when I think of restoration, I think of a process. Right. And so that's why it was important to me thinking of the process of restoration. Right. Right. Uh, And when I hear you talk about the process of restoration, it reminds me of those DIY shows that I just adore watching on TV. I'll get into them and then I got to watch the next one and, you know, that kind of thing. So uh, do you watch those? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Because I'm, it's not something that I could do on my own. So yeah. I'm, I'm just in awe of these shows. And I was actually going back through reading up on restoration and you had written something for me that I didn't even remember about. It was like back in 2019. Yeah, I, me, about, I forgot it. Yes, about God as our master restorer. And it reminded me, and you alluded to those shows at the time. And one thing that stands out to me about these shows is that when someone is restoring an older home, that they will always send the owners away. Yeah. No. And that's what I do in my own life. If I'm praying and asking God to restore me, I want, I want it instantaneously. Mm -hmm. I want him to fix it. I don't want to have to deal with all the stuff, Mm -hmm. but in those times when they send the owners away, a lot of times the expert is, they always find something wrong. Right. Right. Yes. (laughs) They always find something that's like this horrible thing in the walls that needs Uh to be fixed. And Uh they just tell the owners to stay away, you know, stay away. We'll take care of it. And so they don't come back until eight, 10 or 12 weeks later when it's all pristine and perfect. Yeah. And that's the way I want God to like, I don't want to have to go through all of that yucky stuff, but Mm -hmm. truthfully restoration does involve that. And I think if we can 
you know, that's one thing I've learned is that if we can be present in it, then God has such an important work for, to do for us beyond just the beauty of the finished product of restoration. Absolutely. Absolutely. We had a little remodel process, a little one. It was kind of a big remodel project going on at our house and we were having plumbing done one day and our contractor said, now, Miss Carmen, I don't want you to come today because it would just upset you. And we were having our sink moved in the kitchen. And I said, okay. And we weren't staying at the house at the time. And so, but I couldn't resist Christine. Just something came over me. I thought, what's going on that I don't need to see, you know? <laughs> so uh, I came back and it did upset me. There was a, a my, the concrete was busted up and there's dirt in the kitchen. And I just looked down this big hole, you know, and I, I did get upset and uh, it was a good reminder that I should have trusted him. You know, he was the expert. He was the one that doing the restoring. So instead of trying to uh, get into the process, I should have trusted the one that knew what he was doing. Oh, that's such a good point. And maybe I hadn't thought about that, but maybe that's why I struggle with being present in the processes because I do want to control it. Mm-hmm. And it's part of our growth, you know, restoration is part of our growth and just being able to allow him to do that and to be um, able to surrender to Mm -hmm. that process, however long it takes. And sometimes restoration takes a long time. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, we think about relationships, broken relationships, a lot Mm -hmm. of times in families or things like that, it can take a process of time to bring something back to restoration. And that's why it's important for us to pray for it. I know that we talked about um, a key verse. We always like to have a key verse to refer to. And yeah. God has really had us in Psalm 23 a lot mm-hmm. lately. And he's taking us there again today because Psalm 23, the third verse says, he restores my soul. Right. I just love that. I mean, it's so, it's so comforting, mm-hmm. but that's just the first part of it. You know, there's another part to that verse. It goes on to say, he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. And I think that's important for us to remember why restoration is important to God. It's not just about this beautiful thing that he's creating in us, which is so good for us, Mm -hmm. but it's also for God, for his namesake. It's all about him and what he wants to do in our lives in and through us. It's part of, part of growing and becoming the person that God wants us to be. Yeah. Yeah. If I don't distract myself by overthinking where I'm so caught up in the situation of trying to solve the situation on my own. I can give myself an opportunity to listen to God, see what he's doing in me, seeing what I'm learning about myself and what I'm learning about him through the process. Uh, if I can stop, stop trying to distract myself from uh, what he might be doing that maybe I don't even like, you know, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm just going to be honest. I don't always like the restoration process, you know, um, I, I like the finished product, but I don't always like the process. Yeah, there's painful parts to the process and there's parts where it seems like nothing is happening. Yes. And I think that's part of that rest that comes in at the beginning of restoration. We need to remember that it involves rest because we don't always see improvement. We don't always see what God is doing. And there are parts that are painful that maybe we don't want to experience, but that we, if we trust, like you said before, his restoration process. Mm-hmm. And we see that a lot happening in scripture. There's so many stories of people in the Bible that experience God's restoration. And there's one that stood out to me as we were studying about it. And that's Peter. And in first Peter, Peter. 
Oh, good old Peter. Oh, you know, his <laughs> there's hope for all of us. That's my <laughs> I know. That's my thought. But you know, Peter's not someone that I would have thought of as strong mm-hmm. and firm and steadfast in his walk with the Lord because he even denied Christ. You know, that's yeah. something that we remember about him that he struggled at a time when Jesus needed him to step up and he didn't, but that's not the end of the story. And in first Peter five and 10, uh, he says, and the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ. Mm -hmm. And that's important for us to remember that he called us after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. Thank you, Lord. Mm Mm-hmm. So Peter being able to say that he knew God did not give up on him. Mm-hmm. Jesus did not leave him yep. in his, this place where he was, he continued to, uh, sow into his life, to strengthen him, mm-hmm. to get to a place where Peter was a leader in the body of Christ. And he could call himself strong, firm, and steadfast. Yeah. And wouldn't yeah. that be so awesome to be able to get to that place where we could say we are strong, firm, and steadfast in the Lord yes. to be able to use, be used for his glory. Yes, absolutely. That's just, and that's part of the restoration process, you know, being used for his glory. It brings God glory as he restores us. And then our restoration, we can say, we can, others can see that and see what God did in us. So it's not only building our faith, it's building the faith of others. Uh, gives us compassion to be able to help others. So all of that is, uh, think of the other disciples looking at Peter as God restored him. Mm. God got the glory for that. And they also saw this process. As the Southern just say, God bless his little heart. You know, he had a mess, <laughs> you know, and God showed out for, showed in front of everybody how that process worked too. And so uh, that, it's a faith builder for everybody. Yes, it is. And isn't that so true that when we, are going through something that we want to hear from someone who has gone through it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to, I want to have someone speak into my situation. That's been there just to be able to say, I understand what you're going through and what you're feeling is completely normal right now. Yes. And that's, that's a reason that God restores us because he wants us to be in a place to be able to sow into someone else's life and get to that place. I'm sure Peter had many conversations Mm-hmm. We know he had conversations because there was a time when Jesus visited him and said, uh, do you love me? He asked him, do you love me? And then told him, feed my sheep. And, and I'm sure that was one of one of many conversations that Peter had with Jesus in the process of restoring for us to be able to come to him and say, ultimately, I want God's restoration in my circumstances, but he wants restoration to happen within, you know, spiritually. Absolutely. And, yeah. yeah. Mm hmm. That's the most important thing, right? You know, what's going on with inside us is the most important thing. Yes. Um, You have a resource. I believe you got a resource that I I have a little note on my paper here. I don't want to forget about that. You have a good restoration resource for us, Christine. Yes. There's there, like we said before, there are many different aspects to this topic of restoration, but I do have a resource. I'll put a link to it. It's for subscribers. And you can find it in my subscriber library that's um, Restoration Promises from God. And it looks at different scriptures and different parts of our lives where God restores and Mm -hmm. people that he has restored in scripture. So dives a little deeper into that. So yeah, Mm -hmm. be sure and check that out. And I'll also link that blog post that I said that Carmen wrote for me. I'll put the link to that too. So if anyone wants to read up 
more on restoration and study that topic more, they'll have some places to start. Yeah. Yeah. All yes. good stuff. Yeah. Yes, all, absolutely. All good stuff from the Lord. Uh, Christine, this is our six month pod anniversary. Pod anniversary. Yes. Yes. June. We started in January. This is our six month. So we're celebrating that y'all. When we started this, we were going to give ourselves six months to see if we could stand each other and we could think of something to talk about. <laughs> if we can think even of figure out <laughs> think of something to talk about and now we have to you know tell ourselves okay stop talking stop talking <laughs> that's right if we could figure it out even how to get it out there to you you know right. that kind of thing so we're celebrating not only that we get to spend six months with each other and our friends but uh we're just celebrating that god has has used us and used the podcast and your youtube channel uh, for his glory. And I'm so thankful for that, you know, uh, so happy anniversary, all that's listening. Thank you. Yes. Happy anniversary. And if anyone out there wants to jump in the celebration with us, I would say if there was something that you could do to make sure that other people get the message, uh, as well to leave a review, people really look at those reviews and they look at how many reviews a show has. So you'll need to go to, you know, your favorite podcast player app for that, but leave a review on Carmen's Your Hope Coach podcast. And that will be very helpful. And yes, so good. Thank you for reminding me about the anniversary. That just makes me smile. Yes. Yes. We made it six months, Christine. It's wonderful. Looking forward to six months more and even beyond. Absolutely. It's good to talk to you, my friend, and good talk to all of our listeners tonight. Thanks for tonight, today, whenever you're listening. Thanks for joining in. Yeah, thank you guys so much. We'll see you next time. Yep, bye.